Hello and welcome to the Everton Aren't We podcast sponsored by Manscaped. My name is John, I'm joined by Andrew and Graham and special guest today and lifelong sufferer. Uh, and people might recognise his voice from the Everton Business Matters podcast with Diesk and Blainsey and his own pod called The Blue Half. Also making guest appearances on the County Road Bobblers podcast as well. Roger Armstrong, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm here. It's lovely to be talking amongst Evertonians. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, yeah, no how, I'm doing, our pleasure. how I'm doing would take too long to answer. To be honest with you, it's been, <laughs> I, I was just going to say, been a hell of a week. How are you doing after this week? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, everyone's heads are melting. Um, but yeah, we'll just start with the interview that Farhad Mashiri done with uh, Jazz last week. Well, it was it came out last week, but I think it's been recorded for some time. Um, obviously, Jazz is no longer a part of the um, fan advisory board anymore. Um, but we'll we'll just we'll just start there and and well, first of all, I'll get I'll get your thoughts overall. Then Roger, before we deep dive into it, so what what was your thoughts overall? And did you like the way the interview was kind of set out? Because a lot of people were saying it was perhaps wasn't even in the same room and you know things like that. So how did you feel? Um, it was difficult, wasn't it? Because it was so badly filmed that that you were naturally suspicious that it had been done over Zoom and they yeah. weren't in the same room. It transpired that they were, and fair play. You know, fair, fair play to Farhad for having the conversation, let's say that, and fair play to Jazz for putting the points to him. I, I, you know, I, I think I think that, that's the first thing to say. Yeah. But when it came out that it had been recorded, because you had to sort of rummage around in the description, didn't you? Yeah. It had been recorded before the West Ham match. Mm. Um, that kind of set alarm bells ringing, because fundamentally one of the points that Farhad made was that we needed to be patient. Yeah, and we'd uh, reacted knee jerk a little bit on some managerial dismissals, and it was important to stay together and be patient and be patient. And yeah. let's say this was recorded on the Friday before the game at West Ham on the Saturday, and and by the time it was released on Tuesday, was it? I've lost track of all the time. Yeah, um, I think Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. By the time it was it was released, Frank had been sacked, so mm. you know it was already a bit out of date. Um, my impression overall was that. Mashiri lives on a different planet. Um, yeah. And I mean, we've seen some appalling politicians not answering questions in the last three, four years, certainly in the UK around COVID and other things and loads of other shit with UK politics that we don't need to get into. But he just didn't answer the questions that were put to him. Mm. He kind of went off on a tangent and then it was full of contradictions. He said the fans are beyond criticism. And then, you know, a day after that had been recorded on the Saturday and the Sunday as it came out, Sharpie was saying that all the fans had been shouldn't be kicking cars, which nobody had done. So yeah. that was a total disconnect. Mm. His explanation of requisition forms being either filled in by the manager or the director of football and handed yeah. to Bill with a, a big dossier that they read and then it was passed on to him just didn't give me the impression that it was a nimble structured organization with any kind of plan or strategy. So that yeah. sounded utterly shambolic. Yeah. And then he said he was delighted with the board. He was perfectly satisfied with the board. They had a wonderful mix of skills there. It was all very complimentary mm. and um, there was no problem with the stadium funding. He could fund that himself, but actually he needed money for the stadium to bridge a gap. And the reason he wanted to bring those people in was that they had a load of specialist skills that we didn't have. So, you know, yeah. he'd gone mm. right round. He'd done a 360 degrees pirouette. Um, yeah, and then definitely. he said we had to stay united. And, and you know, what we've seen, boys, what we've seen <laughs> is, is the most disunited football club 
mm. you could absolutely conceive of the way it's been the, the the way this managerial search interview process the yeah. briefing and counter briefing in the media that's gone on since then mm. for him to say we need to be united it was just so ironic um and then, of course, he said the club wasn't up for sale, which he'd already kind of said it was. And yeah. then just as it came out, the Guardian story came out that the club was up for sale. So it did a lot more harm than good. Whilst it was yeah. a good idea, whilst it was a good idea, what he said, I thought, was just self-defeating. I felt mm. sorry for Jazz. Jazz was obviously quite nervous. Yeah. But he was he was in an absolutely impossible position. He'd been, you know, that the fan advisory board had been kind of set up as a board almost to protect the board rather than criticize the board which is the yeah. exact opposite of what its purpose was yeah um so godness i mean it just it completely and utterly confused me and made me reasonably angry and, and i thought this board isn't united we know it's not united we know mm -hmm. that bill has his agenda and denise has her agenda and we know that mashiri has his and then for him yeah. to say he never put forward any player suggestions gee whiz i mean awobi was on a yacht yeah. you know and, and and he was you know yeah it was just it wasn't so much lies it was just like fantasy you know mm, yeah. so much of it was untrue and, and counterproductive and 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 it was a bit of a shit show really mm, it was yeah i i kind of felt the same way um it, it probably you know we've been screaming for you know a bit of communication from the club for for years if this was done maybe two three years ago i'd have been made up but it's far yeah. too late now, um, and all it did was just muddy the waters even more. Um, Andrew, what's your thoughts, mate? Did, do you kind of feel like the interview was handed to Mishiri on a silver platter almost because he didn't seem to get challenged, did he? Well, if it was edited, we don't know. It yeah. may not have been handed to him on a silver platter. We got a different final version than what was raw, so who knows? Mm. That's true. Just, yeah. just on that edit, editing part too, there was a blurb in the middle of it where it cut to the stadium, it cut to the Gladys, but mm -hmm. you actually seen Jazz challenge and he was shot straight down. Nearly certain if, 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 if you're disturbed enough, do you want to go back and watch that <laughs> bizarre thing? Um, you're more than welcome to, but I'm nearly certain there's a bit, it's the only bit, because even I was watching it and I was thinking, this isn't in the same room. Yeah. And just sort of then in that part, Mishiri's talking and Jazz goes to come on and it's just, it's either edited or which it more likely is. Yeah. But it, I, I think the production team on that just maybe missed a bit. it. It's halfway through if you want to have a look for it. But sorry, Andrew, I just wanted to jump on there to say that that bit clearly was edited. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. Now, just like Roger, the thing that I took away from it is that Mashiri just seems deluded either by his own natural personality or by the board pulling the wool over his eyes. Yeah. He just, he, he was presenting that flow of like transfer approval mm -hmm. as if it was a benefit. Like everyone should be doing it. I can't believe anyone wouldn't do it this way. Like, wait a minute. No, that's asinine. How can you think this is a good thing? Mm. Yeah, I know. Um, well, well, let's try and break it down then. So he starts off by saying, you know, what he wanted for the club when he first took over. And obviously where we are now, you all remember that quote about him saying he doesn't want us to be a museum piece. Um, but I mean, his tenure overall has been an absolute disaster, in my opinion. Um, but, but what did you take, Roger, from, from him in terms of, because he, he almost seems like when he was saying that, he, he didn't quite believe, I don't think it's sunk in how bad we are. No, I, I absolutely right. I mean, I was reminded, and we were just talking about this off air. I was reminded of one of the very first business matters pods that I did, and and we said we really 
don't want Farhad Mashiri to be Ellis Short or Randy Lerner. And Randy Lerner was the man who locked his own fans out of Villa Park because he'd appointed an ex-Birmingham City manager in yeah. <laughs> And Ellis Short took Sunderland into oblivion in a shiny new stadium with their shiny new stadium. Yeah. And Mashiri has been as bad as both. And in fact, almost, you know, multiply the two together. He's been he's been appalling. And I got from that exactly as Andrew said that he's deluded he doesn't recognize how big the problems are yeah, and yeah. it was it was rather like oh the problems are there but we'll get through the problems because mm. the second half of the season will be better and we'll stick together Farhad yeah. we got 15 points from 20 games mate mm. and we've got we've got okay that was before the West Ham game but you know I reckon we need to win at least seven games and I think we've got about 10 or 11 winnable games to go yeah yeah we are really behind behind the eight ball here and this is very very serious and in my lifetime which is longer than yours we've never been relegated and it will be a devastating moment when that happens and I think we are staring down the barrel of it and, and I think it's almost inevitable and and for the owner he's the owner this majority shareholder shit is just needs to stop we mm. said that at the beginning when he bought 48, 49%. He's the bloody owner of the yep. football club. Just before we started, the, the Sky Sports, and they were talking to Carve Solicon, and said, well, you know, there was a meeting. There was a meeting between between um, Sean Dyche and Kevin mm-hmm. Thelwell and Bill Kenwright, who's the chairman. Yep. And it's very well known that they were also interested in Bielsa. And the other presenter said, well, Bielsa was the choice of Mashiri, who's the owner. So why didn't the owner get Bielsa? Yep. And all Carve Solicol could say was, that's a very good question. Mm. I mean, he's the owner, and, and I agree with Simon Jordan. I know he can be a little bit of a shock jock, but he's the owner. It's his money. He should be doing what he wants, and he yeah. should have his own people in place. And because he's kind of semi-delegated, stood to one side, was it originally part of the legal agreement of Bill selling the shares to him, that mm-hmm. Bill would remain? I don't know. But Farhad Mashiri is the owner of Everton Football Club. He needs to step up and take responsibility for it. And if he can't make the changes that are needed, he needs to sell it to someone else. It's that simple, really, isn't it? 100%, mate. Couldn't agree more. Uh, Graham, what's your thoughts on, on, on that and in terms of Mashiri's delusion about where we are and where he thought we'd be? Oh, well, Roger knocked it out of the park there. He's completely on another planet. He's different, complete different stratosphere to us. Um, Andy, what's going on? Like... Like, he doesn't think we're going down. He really doesn't. He doesn't think we're going down. And as for this divide in the board, I touched on it on quite an emotional short part in that West Ham reaction. I I think you're a fool. Do you think that uh, the board doesn't have him by the balls? They know every bit of Usmanov's potential alleged involvement. And I reckon if he pulls the trigger... You know, there's all these uh, disclosure agreements, you know, or undisclosure agreements where everybody leaving like Brands and Walsh and Cumin and everyone, everyone that's got the boot have had an idea of knowing some bit and they've all got a handsome payoff, I would assume, because they haven't said anything. Like I cannot wait for every one of their autobiographies and I'll be skipping the pages until it gets to what went on at Everton. Um, but ultimately... I don't think he can silence, but he definitely cannot silence Bob Kenwright because if he went out of this club, he is going out on his grandest theatre show ever. Um, same with Denise, um, Graham Sharp will be the only thing he can probably do with all due respect um, is, is go on the media and talk. You know, Engels, who knows? Don't even know what he does. Apparently it's finance. 
she's doing a great job. But um, you know, ultimately, it's nearly like he's left himself in quicksand, and he's just and he thinks he, he can swim his way. And the more he's, he's doing it, he's just digging deeper. And I think the boards just around him, prodding him with a stick. They just want his money and they want them to fuck off, basically. But ultimately, he's not going to. There's nowhere he can go. It's just disjointed. It's, it's even so hard to try and describe. But I know we're all thinking and feeling similar things. Maybe step on anyone if, if you think I'm wrong or anything. But, you know, he's stating the board doesn't run the club. Kevin Thelwell runs the club. And then you've got these stories coming out that he wants Bielsa. And, you know, Ken Wright wants Dice and Ken Wright's he's got his thing. You know, he, he's pressing about the recruitment and the academy and all this other jargon. He, he made a point to press in that there's 26 appointments. Why isn't there a place in the website where everybody's job is accountable, what they do and what they're accountable for? Every single one of them. I, I keep going back to the, to the Man City documentary, All or Nothing, and it was from the, their... Uh, chairman's walking through and he's just like here's where we do this that and the other and it's just offices and offices of people doing everything yes there are a club now that's that's performing on a different stage and you go back to roger statements before but but that professionalism has taken them to that level and you you know and i'm pretty sure they well they don't need to seek accountability because it's not a total shit show you know even when even when they do fuck up they're still able to to beat uefa a court, you know what I mean? Over, I think it was financial fair player or whatever it was. And uh, obviously, they're winning titles and cups and, and can just do whatever they want. Yeah. Do you want to jump yeah, in? Right. Roger? Yeah. Yeah. It just struck me when you were talking there, Graham, that, that you know, <clears throat> other football clubs do business. Brighton and Hove Albion buy a player, and the story is Brighton and Hove Albion have bought a player. Yeah. It's not. Brighton and Hove Albion, director of football, Mr. Cleverdick, has decided to do this, right? <laughs> yeah. They don't talk about, yeah. you don't you don't hear about Tony Bloom, the owner of Brighton, in mm. the same way as you don't hear about Sheikh Mansour at Man City or, yeah. or, 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 or the ownership. I mean, yes, OK, there's a bit of toxicity around the ownership of Arsenal, Manchester United, of course. Yeah, there's been personalities there. But, but Everton, you know, we're watching this absolute family argument where our dirty laundry is being mapped out in is, is just being hung out to dry in public um because well director of football kevin thelwell says this and chairman yeah. bill kenwright says something different owner yeah. farhad mashiri is t- saying something else that it's a ego trip it's, yeah. it's a yeah. panto absolutely because of the theatrical connections of our illustrious chairman but there are egos at play here. You know, Farhad says he's a, you know, I'm a very private man. I don't like to talk. It's bullshit. Mm. Yeah. It's an ego trip for him. It's Shadow. an ego trip for Bill. And and the people that suffer, I had this discussion with, with the Bobblers, I think, on, the, on their pod about what is the club, right? And, and how dare anybody, any of those directors, speak for the club? Yeah. The club of the fans. We are the club. Mm-hmm. We'll be here when the chairman changed when the manager has changed when the players have gone the fans are the club and um for them to say they speak on behalf of the club and for them to issue these stupid statements everton football club have forbidden people to go to the match it's yeah. just total horseshit Madness. um everton football club is the fans the fans deserve so much better and and mm-hmm. you know i i i've said for ages we're not at the bottom we're still not at the bottom and this week has been 
horrific on so many levels. Yep, definitely. Yeah, it's been mental, it really has. And as well, he, he was speaking just about, again, I'm just going to go back to the structure. Again, you talk about how everybody has to have an accountability and, and it's and as I say a pantomime and it's I did this look what I look what I done I need credibility I need a pat in the back from the fan. like Watford I don't think there's a better club in English football that's as good at sacking managers but you know what see when they sack a manager three hours later they're announcing the new manager yeah they get the business done behind the curtain you know what I mean mm-hmm. Southampton hasn't it went and the new manager was straight on when it yeah. was Aston Villa it was just Jared's gone and we're looking for Emery. And then before we knew it, Emery was on. And it was yeah. just Aston Villa's got Emery. And it's that again. And just to reiterate what you're saying, Roger, it's just this this constant, constant pan. I'm fucking sick of it. I it's really, really am. War on the board, isn't it? It's just crazy. I couldn't have put it better myself, John. And it just shows the splitting, splits and divide on it. And you know what? He's trying to say, like, Bill's loved in football. And the, the needs, he sees what she does every day. He doesn't see what he does every day. He might be mm-hmm. on a fucking Zoom call because he's obligated to, but he doesn't see what it's what they're doing every day. He's mm. saying that you know if there's a diverse option or or if there's something that can add to the club, I will mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Well, no harm, D. Go get your eyes tested. If you don't see it, if you do not see it, you're not fit to be a billionaire mm-hmm. or a business owner or an accountant. He's handling people's money and he can't see what's going on at Everton. Yeah, definitely. It's fucking mental. Well, you know, it, yeah, and I apologize for the language. I'm, I'm trying to stop all that, but but ultimately, when you when you think when you think about that, you, you think he's a successful. You know, he's he, he holds hands with with the with the new world order, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, the oligarchs and all this. How, you know, I understand he doesn't want it. He's saying the club's not for sale. He stated that he's looking investment. We'll touch on that later. He doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. He knows it's a bad deal. To get out, Usmanov allegedly has left him in the shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's stuck. I don't know what he, I don't know what he's going to do. But he can't keep doing this where he's lying through his teeth and saying that Bill Kenwright is good for the club and he's loved in football. You know, Roger, that article you shared, you shared with myself. Mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, they're talking about how Thelwell was such a smoother transition. Mm-hmm. You know, Anthony Gordon's being sold through Thelwell. And it's done like that. Yeah. You imagine but, if that happened at the start of January, mm-hmm. from even before this, and I've or I've I've stated this countless. Thelwell has to do something. There's been this unconscious loving with Kevin Thelwell. With all due respect to him, but I, I have my criticisms, and you know what? I refuse to buy on them. I'll buy on the same way. Again, we'll touch and dice, Andrew. I know you're coming for me. Um, <laughs> You know, this I'm going to judge him on what he does. I'm not going to judge him on his past. I'm, go, I'm, I'm going to basically put full judgment in what he can do for us. Yeah. And he'll build up that trust in levels. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know what? When you see what Mashiri is doing with this, it just blows my mind. It blows my fucking mind. But how, how Kevin Thelwell can be spoken about how well he's been to deal with and he was able to make that fantastic deal, fantastic deal, go through in that way. Although we now have one and a half wingers, but that aside, Man. it's still fantastic business because he must he must have an ace up his sleeve. They'll well yeah. here, but he's, he's up a notch in my book, so he's at notch maybe two now. Yeah, well, we'll we'll touch on Gordon later. Um, but Andrew, 
Mishiri also mentioned in, in the interview, he says, um, I'm not shy to make changes when there is a need, but we've recently learned, and Roger, you, you again shared that article that we'd read from the Daily Mail earlier on um, from Ian Ladyman, and, and it comes out and it says, Bill Kenwright, according to those who know him, continues to believe that Everton would simply sink under Mishiri's solo watch. So what, what do you think the aim of this interview is? Because it's just made things worse. Well, it depends on who's producing the interview. I mean, there's always going to be a bias of whoever is producing the feature. So I guess that's the big question. Um, it's a the thing with, with yeah. Farhad, it's just, it's, uh, oh, what was that guy's name? He shot a man. Uh, Cheney. It's Cheney to Bush. <laughs> Ken Wright is Cheney. He's the malicious little troll. And Farhad is the hapless idiot George Bush. That's what we've got. Yeah. He's just being led along. It's not his own agency. He's just kind of the guy fronting the power, even mm -hmm. though he's clearly not making the choices. Do you, yeah. Andrew, do you think he's in that state where it's like he sort of let, let the lease go too far and now he has no control? Yeah. That's I don't even know about letting. I think he was convinced that the leash needs to be as long as it was. I, I don't think there was like a, a point where Farhad's like, these are all my calls. I think Ken Wright brought him in knowing that I'm still the man and I made mm -hmm. a lot of money off of these sales of shares. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, he, he says he's, um, we need calm and we need to go past our current position on the pitch. He says, I hear what the fans say. And he says, he writes them in his diary. Um, Roger, what's oh, your yeah. thoughts on that? Extraordinary. I mean, that was extraordinary. Um, it, was, it was at the very beginning, really. And, and he said, um, yes, every single point that every fan group has made, mm. I've written down in my diary. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like when you were a kid at school and you got lines, you know, I must not do this. And you write it out a hundred times. <laughs> it doesn't stop you doing it again, does it? Yeah, I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was insulting. It's very patronising, isn't know, it? Very patronising. I, I don't know whether Bill is smart enough to give him enough rope to hang himself with that interview mm. or not. But just touching on that Daily Mail, enough, Roger. Yeah, go on. Sorry, I just want to say he's sneaky yeah. enough. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly, and 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 Farhad jumped straight and fell headfirst into the trap because he's a very poor communicator. Yeah. Very yeah. poor communicator. Um, but this the Mail Online article this afternoon that, that, that that's come oh, out. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't. I, I was genuinely shocked by the detail and the malice mm -hmm. in it. Yeah. And and I could only conclude that that must have been a sort of revenge PR move by Mashiri, having lost out on the Bielsa appointment, mm -hmm. which yeah. he should never have lost out on because if he owns the bloody football club, he can choose who the manager is. But, but he's put out this this really vitriol. I mean, I read it and a couple of friends of mine read it, reacted in the same way that they thought, oh, this is going to be another Bill Kenwright tribute article from the good old Daily Mail that are, you know, one of Bill's PR mates. And it was exactly the opposite. Yeah. I mean, some mm -hmm. of the statements that are in there mm -hmm. are extraordinary. You know, it's widely known in the Premier League that Everton are abysmally run. Yeah. And, the, and the, you know, I, I just thought that was... That was probably the low of the week because it's so embarrassing to see that put out there. We can think about it, but it's our family, isn't it? The football club is our yeah. family. Yeah, and to definitely. see it in such civil war 
And I worry because now the fan base is as bloody divided as the as the hierarchy are. Yeah. Because yeah. you've got one half of, let's say, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Facebook's a bit more easy going, but one half of Twitter say, just get behind the manager, get behind the manager. If you can't get behind the manager, don't go to the game. Mm-hmm. And other people are saying, Sean Dyche, yeah, how did we go from Ancelotti to Sean Dyche? And yeah. we're massively divided. And that's not good because a united team wins, a divided team loses. And we're yeah. bottom of the league. Stems from the top, United. doesn't it? I don't I don't see anything to unite around. What are we going to unite around? Sean Dyche or, yeah. or Jay Rodriguez I- that he's going to bring in? I, I don't know. <laughs> Just on that too, in the Civil War point, uh, Roger and I, I was saying it earlier too. Like, um, but I don't even think it's a, I don't, I don't even think it's a civil war where it's it's one half and another half. I think it's an absolute free for all. You you now you have multiple. I think agendas maybe the wrong word, but I don't care. I'm going to go with. But you have multiple agendas, or you have multiple concerns, or you've got just multiple viewpoints where it's just their bridge being thrown at each other and that's clashing with this and then it's it's like spreading like roots but no no so this one's going that way the other one's going here there and everywhere and it's literally just it's every that old spider-man meme you 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 and it's just everybody's pointing at each other and everybody is picking holes and then someone's seeing a positive and then they're branching off and someone's attack and it's just it's chaotic it's absolutely, absolutely. chaotic yeah it's so, it's, it's, revol- it's revolutionary yeah. but no one can get anywhere near the um the power you know yeah, no one can yeah. get close to mission control mm-hmm. because mission control is surrounded by this sort of maze of uh that's kind of sucks you in and sticks to you you can't actually get to power mm. where is the power who owns the power is it bill is it farhad who is it and that's why ns now got i mean what is it do we want farhad out do we want the board out what, mm-hmm. which is it and yeah and it, they're so they're so slippery um, that that actually it's all about power and and yeah. reward. Let's not forget, right? Yeah. That the board are the highest paid board in the Premier League mm-hmm. uh, per person. And 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 um, you know, if I'm on good money and I'm Kevin Thurwell, I'll probably just keep my head down and take the money because Marcel Brands <laughs> did it for a while. You know, yeah, definitely. Uh, just yeah. take the, money. the big thing. It's not like the only thing this board seems completely competent at is remaining the board and mm. shielding themselves behind <laughs> this like nebulous bureaucracy shield like yeah. that's why we don't know what each of them actually does yeah and you can't criticize because you i mean we can criticize the group as a whole mm-hmm. but you couldn't point to an individual performance aside from like okay ken right you shouldn't be approving these transfer things that's just not in your remit it should never have been yeah but most definitely. of the stuff we have no idea it's just a role and a title no areas of responsibility to speak of yeah, yeah. And I think I, I think that's why Denise gets so much of the flack now, why she's actually became this this the shield for the rest of them. She's taking the flack, but it's literally because she's the only one with who, who you can maybe put some accountability on because you know that she is actually involved in doing things. Like mm-hmm. I said at the other week, Graham Sharp's basically a traffic home. Yeah. He is. Uh, I'm not I'm not even going to go into the rest of them because I'll I'll probably get disturbed. <laughs> but after that last one, but but do you know what I'm saying? So she's taken that, and she can only be splintered for so long. Mm. But but again, that financial gain, that that the, that reward, it it's nearly buffers you, or numbs you to the pain that of of the abuse that you're taking. But mm-hmm. again, I, I was stating before as well in a previous podcast. But how hard is it 
get your own man in. And, and obviously we're talking about uh, is looking for investment. And, and obviously if someone comes on and invest, they'll go on the board and they will troubleshoot and they'll just look and be like, this is wrong, this is wrong and feed it back to them. So we'll actually get a more clear indication of what's actually going on. But, you know, ultimately, Mashiri's talking about we're laying the foundations for success. You know, he's blowing up the foundations of the football club. Yeah, 100%. Unless his, unless his, his total master plan, Roger, is to strip it the absolute nothing. So whenever we are literally well, where we are now, any small positive is a step out of that swamp. Yeah, you know, but they think we're foolish enough to just be like, ah, oh, it's gone so bad. But you know what? There's ones like actually, we were foolish. I was talking to you before in regards to the 27 campaign. There was things that people couldn't get on board, but the club came out with this. We're doing this this review. Here's Tim Cahill. Um, we're doing this. We brought him Frank Lampard. He's uniting the fans because everyone everyone can warm them. We, we we never had the opportunity to have a player of his caliber mm. um, in the modern era. But you know what? We've got him as a manager. But it turns out. As a manager, he was basically Tony Hibbert as a player. No disrespect, Tony, because <laughs> I lo- absolutely loved you. You used to get your number on the shirt. But do you know what I'm, do you know what I'm saying? We, and we, yeah. we, Dang, if Frank wins, we ride Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, is on, it is on that shirt. But it's cheesily enough, sorry. But, but you know, we, we gobbled it up because we were starving. And they just mm-hmm. threw us they threw us crumbs and we ate it and we ate it and we ate it. And then just sort of as we kept eating the same thing, that same bullshit, we were just like, well, this is just nuggets of shit, really. Mm. And then the narrative turned again, and we just see, no, you can't pull the wool repeatedly over our eyes, and we're seeing this again. And, it's going, and this this interview was just, it was yeah. one of the most bizarre 20 minutes. It was. It was very strange. Of the week. Yeah. Of the week, because let's face it, it wasn't the most, because this week is, it's nearly like, how can it get any worse? Every day, Joe Bob walking and just with all the wrecks lying around him, boom, boom, boom. They're just hitting you no matter where you turn. Mm. You really, and I'm sorry to put it on the cheesy Simpson references, but <laughs> there's no there's no logical references. They they, they connect it. You have to yeah. connect it to the most ridiculous reference because you know what? The Simpsons could probably reference Everton as being mm. so fucking ridiculous. It's yeah, embarrassing. Yeah. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of people coming up to me and trying to talk to me about everything. I'm sick of trying to explain what's going on to people that haven't a clue. Mm. People, people just think, oh, you are shite. Yeah. I'm sick of it. And yeah, you know what? Cool. Yeah. As much as I hate our dirty laundry being aired out in the open, it needs to happen. Thank God Jimmy Carger stand up and doing it. You know, thank God Paul S is going on talk sport. What mm-hmm. other club are you seeing that happen with yeah. ever? I don't remember it. Gary no. Neville with the Glazers. Oh, dear Jesus, you're finishing seventh. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. You're, you're only able to spend 200 million. God love you. Yeah. Oh, someone, someone breastfeed him, stick him on a tit. You know what <laughs> I mean? City booing Imagine their players off the pitch. Position. Yeah, of course. You know, we, it, we it are all, so It all kind good. of feels like... Sorry, mate. Go on. No, I, no, I'm just saying we're so fucking close to the edge. It's, it's not even a laughing matter anymore. Mm. I can't even joke. Like, as I say, like... Roger was chatting before with his age. He's got to see this one. I seen mm-hmm. this one with an FA Cup when realistically I just like kicking a football. Mm. You know, at the time I couldn't have named you the team. I just yeah. watched watched whenever I could. Mm-hmm. And I just loved it, just fell in love with everything. But ultimately, what I'm used to, 
my Everton culture is knife day of gunfight in Barsonley. It's the David Moyes culture. Yeah. But you know what? Growing up and that being all that I knew, you know, they talk about kids these days, you know, if a kid just has just has one doll and a ball they play with, they'll think they're the greatest things on earth. You run around now like most modern kids. If it's not a mobile phone or or, or something else, they, they don't want to look at it or an Xbox. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I could have that because at least we had a fighting chance. And we knew yeah. we were skint because, you know, Bill Kenry couldn't wait to say about how he remortgages his house for Everton, you yeah. know, and he loved off getting Peter Johnson out of the club, blah, 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 all that other shit. But ultimately, mm-hmm. we still had faith in the team. We still had faith in the plan. We had a structure and we had an identity. And you know yeah. what? It sort of buyed in, or sorry, bought into that Evertonian mentality as in, you know, we might be outnumbered, but we're never outgunned. Mm-hmm. We'll take anybody on. We'll go yeah. down swinging. No, it's, it's just... It's just, it's not even, I don't know. It's just, it's it, it all feels bad. like it's, it's, upsetting. it's coming, it's coming <laughs> to a head at the end of it. It's coming to a head. That's how I feel. And and I think they feel like the end is near with the protest and the starting to turn on each other. Uh, another point from that article again it's today. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It is, mate. Yeah. It says, um, Bill has a belief, perhaps bordering on arrogance, that he can save the club from itself. Um, and, and then he goes on to slate forward saying he likes big gestures. He can be impetuous, blah, blah, blah. It just feels like it's just coming to a head because they know the end is near, um, hopefully. But, uh, Roger, another thing um, Mashiri said in that interview was he says, um, we'll get there, but we'll get there together. Players cannot be worried before going out onto a match at Goodison Park. Um, he's just... That I didn't like that. I got pissed off when he heard that because he's just having another go at the fans when they've done absolutely everything they can. If you were writing a book of how not to handle a situation, mm. um, we've we've just you know written the idiot's guide in the last fortnight. Yeah. Um, in fact, almost almost since I lived down on the south coast in Bournemouth and I didn't bother going to either game, uh, but. Once we shipped seven goals in a week to Bournemouth before yeah. the World Cup, that was the end for Frank. It was yeah. finished. Finished. And I was one of his biggest advocates when he got the job. Okay. So but when you're running a business which isn't very complex, it's called winning football matches and gaining points. And you can see that you've just lost twice in a week to probably the worst team in the league. Yeah. Um, the writing's on the wall, but it's fine because we've got a six week gap with the World Cup. So we can get a replacement. And it could have been Bielsa because then he would have had a nice bit of time, right? So Farhad's handled the situation entirely wrongly. To go back to your point about the players being anxious, um, that's what they're paid to do. Mm-hmm. If you talk to athletes, professional athletes, not necessarily always footballers, but you know, sportsmen, uh, runners, um, golfers, whatever, you know, they thrive on nerves and pressure. That's what they thrive on. That's where the best come come through, right? Yeah. So I want them to be nervous. Like, what are we supposed? To- let's go out on the pitch and express ourselves it's wonderful it's all happy and everyone's cheering and we're winning 6-0 that's mm-hmm. not the way the Premier League works because anyone can beat anyone apart from yep. Everton who can't beat anyone but everyone can beat Everton <laughs> yep. um, and, and it's absolute nonsense that because because what they have done in, 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 in a quite incredibly incompetent insulting criminally negligent way is insult the fan base and mm-hmm. I know you know, I'm no longer a regular match goer myself, but I know plenty of people who are, plenty of people on Hans bus, you know, at six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, going to West Ham, mm-hmm. coming down to Bournemouth twice in a week. These people are loyal. These people give their life for Everton and for the owner, the chairman, Graham Sharp, to give them abuse. 
and mm-hmm. criticize them for anything when actually they carried those ship bags over the line last season yeah definitely. Um, is utterly despicable and yep. should see them depart the organization mm-hmm. but the, 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 the second point i wanted to make that was a very long first point i'm sorry i'll make the second point much quicker one no, of the very fine. first things we said on business matters was off the pitch is reflected on the pitch yeah and that has never been truer this season this season we have been a horrific football team to watch Mm -hmm. we started off kind of being able to defend now we've forgotten how to defend and we can't score goals and we can't create we don't have a midfield we don't have pace we've got a goalkeeper um and and the chaos that has now come out in the last two weeks at executive boardroom Mm -hmm. level at ownership level director level you can see why that team is an absolute shambles. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I've seen Sunday league teams run better than this. It's it's shocking. Um, Again, too, John, just yeah, just on, on that comment too of, of Mashiri's, it just shows how disconnected and disjointed. You know how he is. How he does not watch watch the team. He he doesn't. He's literally going off feedback that's being fed to him from the likes of Ken Wright and Baxendale and yeah. or Baxter. Baxter, we're calling her now, isn't it? But um, but, but um, because the fans will welcome the boss, which I don't, which personally I don't think they're deserving of anymore. Yeah. Like I'm over now for the Villa game, and I'll probably just stay in the pub because they've they've burnt that bridge. Basically, the club, and I know people say get behind the players, and that, this is by no means a rally cry, rally cry not to do it. This is just my own personal thing. Is just that they've they've had enough they've had enough of that they have to look within themselves now but that 90 minutes the fans will cheer the team no doubt they'll cheer the team because mm-hmm. why those players they're not cheering the players each one of those players are a representative of that badge yeah of course yeah. The motto. and yeah. you know what they'll still cheer them on and push them if they are not happy with what they've seen as Matt's going paying fans they have every right to voice their booze as much as they have every right, they go absolutely mental and cheer and go ruckus and turn it up to 11. Mm-hmm. The thing is, what they don't like is that people will sit in afterwards and do a polite protest. And the yeah. thing that they are they are more frustrated about is that it is not just the lower Gladys. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just a, a bunch of people in the Gladys Street that are getting up and they're like, oh, that's just that certain sex in this. When they seen it was every single stand in Goodison Park. Yeah, that terrified 100%. that rocked them to their core. Mm-hmm. I think that is the and that is I cannot uh, congratulate the NS now more than enough. Obviously, we had Zach and stuff on, and we had Paul on and stuff before too. And well, yeah. well done to you again. I, I honestly, I raise my glass because you know why that that action, not what went on outside the ground after, no, no, that bollocks. Mm-hmm. What happened in that stadium shook them because if you've oh, all yeah, four corners. Good. You have nowhere to turn. Mm-hmm. You can't look. You can't look to the paddock. You can't look to the to the park end. You can't look into the bullions or anything like that. You know, or even looking around yourself in the main stand, it's not that mm-hmm. troublesome sand. That's the, that's the issue because everybody now is is together, and that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of the fans getting together. So fan power can do something. And if they, oh, and if the fan, yeah. fans can it's stick rough. together, and yes, they're still going to pick at each other, and that's still going to happen. Mm-hmm. But even at that, if it's still on their one united blanket that they are, and might be too harsh a term, but I couldn't give a shit, you know, the enemy, you know, yeah. and if everyone has that narrative, but that it's is, the, at the, moment, that is yeah. the root cause, that is the lightning rod of all our troubles. Mm-hmm. 
they'll keep having the force action. So I cannot Probably, wait yeah. for some form of, of something to come onto this board. But but he sees again. I think I mentioned it earlier. I get too emotional when I'm talking about this club at the minute. It's doing <laughs> my head on. But if he's, you know, he's talking about if he sees an opportunity that, that can that can benefit the board. So if someone can come in and see it and just go, this is wrong, that's poisonous, that is not good, that is a cancer, that is total rot, that is rust. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to listen to those people because you know what? They're going to start getting him money back. So mm. you know, I, 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 I clearly think the only one he's listening to is key interruption. Um, but Andrew, I'll, I'll just come to you. He, he goes on to say our goal is not to be in the bottom three. Our goal is to play European football. We have not succeeded today, but we've laid the foundation to do it. What foundation is he talking about? Please help me out. I, I have no idea. Not not a single clue. Uh, aside from like hiring Thelwell and Prosser, that's as close as I could get to anything that could be argued as a foundation mm-hmm. is getting in a director of football and unfucking the academy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a start. It's a start. I mean, Thelwell, as Graham said, um, I'm, 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 I'm a big supporter of Thelwell, or at least I was until he brought Mopay in. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. That's the only thing that my, he's, he's got my faith. The board haven't, but he has for now anyway, for the time being. He needs um, to earn it, John. Just, just, well, he, well, just he does. Sorry. He does. Yeah. He needs to earn it, and I'm sorry. Like he did, he did go back. Snakes and ladders. He, he had a snake when he Mopay and and Dwight McNeil. I'm sorry. He has to take. He has to take. They they stood and they smiled with him. So they they have to take the credit. I'm in Lampard, and you know what? They 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 could come good under under Sean Dice, but if the club ever announced him, but ultimately, that didn't work for me. Onana, fantastic. Yeah. Ghana, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But you we'll know, and that see. that was a circus. That was a circus to get over the line. With all mm-hmm. due respect, but just think. Hiring everybody from Wolves, not going to start in that fuzzy. He's a, <laughs> he does have a he does have a wee bit of a lifeline with me now, but um because he has got some of them fit. So fair play to him. But Roger, you're you're still I, I, I lost my head over uh Thelwell getting someone else from Wolves, getting a fuzzy. That's what that's about. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. But, yeah, but um, ultimately, but for, for now, for now, we just have to wait and see. And I mean, it's another this, one of those judge me at the end of the window things, isn't it? With Thelwell, so we'll we'll see what he can. I'll judge him at the end of the season because this season is as much marked on him as it is on the rest, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Look, this, this judging by the end of the window. Come on, um, we threw twelve points away. We are. Mm-hmm. I mean, we literally Absolutely. threw twelve points away. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because we lost to Brighton and we lost to Wolves and we lost to Southampton, unforgivably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and the Southampton and the Wolves games were two six-pointers. Yeah. Um, and we threw we threw the points away at West Ham. So that's on the director of football, okay? Yeah. That, that's yeah. on the director of football. If he that's... wasn't kicking the door down to sack the manager, he's not mm-hmm. doing his job, right? Yeah. yeah. Because now it's the 27th of January. We still haven't announced Sean Dyche next Tuesday. The window closes. He yeah. may well have done a brilliant deal to get rid of Anthony Gordon and got us some cash. Brilliant. But as usual, it's the end of the window and everyone can see Everton running around with a bag of cash. Yeah, and we'll be getting a, you know a couple of packets of crisps and some frozen peas for mm-hmm. our forty million. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's appalling. It's absolutely appalling management of the situation at a footballing level. And if you're the director of football, you have to carry some of the can. If you're the chairman, you carry the can, and if mm-hmm. you're the owner, you carry the can. Yeah, well cannot get a free pass on the football because the football's been shit, absolutely yeah. shit. Mopay's a dreadful signing. McNeil a dreadful, dreadful signing. And I'm mm-hmm. with Ped on Toffee TV on that. 
whoever countenanced the signing of Dwight McNeil should be nowhere near the football club. Shocking, yeah. It's absolutely Shocking. appalling. Onana, yeah, maybe we'll make a turn on him because we're going to sell him. Um, mm-hmm. But if I had a limited budget, I wouldn't have spunked it all on a 25 million of it on a on a unproven you know, young kid from Belgium who's got a lot to learn and you can't mm-hmm. expect him to run the show. Ghana, ridiculous signing. Absolutely absurd. Clearly passed his best, but he wanted to come home like mm-hmm. everybody wants to come to Goodison for a final payday. Yeah. We, we buy players. I heard Rory Smith, the New York Times, who normally chats quite a bit of nonsense about football, but he was on the BBC Monday Night Club, which again, I rarely listen to. But this mm-hmm. week I've been indulging in all kinds of things. And, yeah. and he said absolutely correctly about Everton that Everton buy players on the way down. Of course, yeah. yeah. Retire Dwight, Dwight, McNeil, Dwight McNeil can be as young as he wants. He's on the way down. He's peaked playing Premier League football for Burnley. Mope mm-hmm. is on the way down. Cody and Tarkovsky, okay, they're going to stabilise the defence, but they're players on the way down. Ghana, mm-hmm. on the way down. You know? Mm-hmm. We used to buy players on the way down from Manchester United, you know, the Tim Howards, the Louis Sahars, when it was yeah. to a gunfight. But we've managed to throw away £500 million plus on players on the way down. Morgan yeah. Schneider. When they didn't mm. have a high peak to begin with. Uh, exactly. And they've come for a nice, big, fat final payday. And that's why they don't try. And if they feel a bit nervous going out on the pitch, well, pity them. Yeah, of course, mate. Yeah. Well, Mishiri yeah. actually says that Thelwell is in charge of most things football, uh, as it should be in, in any. Apart from the recruitment of the manager. Apart, apart from, from the recruitment that, yeah. of the manager. Well, he actually, he actually said that he provides detailed match reports on the manager every single match. What's that going to be? Just, 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 just a picture of the shade emoji drew on a bit of paper, really. <laughs> and, and, and but let, let's one thing I will say is you know, Delwell has total control, mm. but he has to uh, give it to Bill Ken right then for him. They approve. Yeah, yeah. They and only when Bill has signed it, only when Bill has signed it, yeah, does yeah. he go to Farhad to sign it? Yeah. Mm. By so, which time the players run off to Tottenham? Of that course, sounds like yeah. my marriage. You know, <laughs> I think I think I have total control, but my wife tells me what I can spend, and and they put my feet down off the the rest, and <laughs> and they clean up after me. But I have total control. I'm the man of the house. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it, it's nearly like that sort of a scenario. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, it, it's just it's 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 so fucking embarrassing. And and Roger, I'll just say you absolutely. That that rant was, and I mean that respectfully. It was just <laughs> that was one I'm, I'm I'd be very proud of. Him. Quite <laughs> me. Well done. <laughs> well, There's plenty more where that came from. <laughs> the other thing he said was um, the Bramley Moor Stadium is the best performing area of our operation currently. Andrew, that's pretty sad, isn't it? That's mental. Not a tough race to win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just beat out the concession stand. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's madness. If that's your best performing area of a football club. But even well, that, well, we've we've heard stories about it being five hundred million and then as Roger touched on the, the cost are going up and up and he's you know, he's telling who's telling porkies about you know the finances and things like that. Even well, that is even 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 they give them a bit of credit. And sorry if you're going to Roger, I just okay. just just want to jump on there, but even if you're going to give the board and Denise mainly a bit of credit, which I think around the stadium is due, mm. you know, basically your best perform your best performing thing is is the thing that you're putting total focus into. Mm. It should be the team first. You know, the stadium should take care of itself. You should yeah. not have to bring it up. It's just yeah, mm. it's on time, it's going, and that's something we're doing. 
but let's you know the focus is on this. If the if, if he can say the one best performing thing is the stadium, surely that enlights says red flag. get it built so I can get out of here. Yeah. For for maximum profit. That's what mm. it says. That's what it says. They seem to be using the stadium as like a jangling key in front of a toddler. Like yeah. just every time, like, shut up, damn, look at this thing. Not just to us as well. He's, yeah. he's doing that to other investors. Like he's clearly using that as a marketing tool to sell. And if that's your main selling point of a football club, that's abysmal in my opinion. Like your main thing should be actually – we're a club, we've got this, this, this foundations behind us, we've got this success, but also in recent success as well, not not from like 30 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever it may be, and yeah. we're building towards this, we've clearly got a plan in place, that should be a selling pitch to any any investor. But again, if you're selling a club to someone, which ultimately you don't really give a shit about, you basically say, well, this is the team, this is the infrastructure, this is our academy, yeah. we, have the, we have the next Wayne Rooney. We have the next Harry Kane. We have this sad and the other. This guy coming through is going to be amazing. Right, okay. So his value could be X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's next? Well, this is our team. See, like I'll just use our team just for reference because I don't want to embarrass myself talking about players that we would never have a hope of fucking signing. But there's Damari Gray. He averages blah, 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 XG, blah, no, this many passes. See, his value, his value is 60 million. Mm-hmm. Um, Onana, midfield, he can go for 80 million. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you get 50 minutes. So you're sitting there looking at this team and you're thinking, well, okay, I'm looking to buy into this club. Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to book Beyonce to play at, at Bramley Moor in the side, you know, how much revenue can I make off this, off, you know, off the concession stands and all this other stuff? You know, well, if we have these players coming through, let's put the focus on there and I can start making money. I'll put X into the club and take away Y. Mm-hmm. So you can make more money. Uh, that, look, I'm totally uneducated in this sort of stuff, but this, again, for what's going on at Everton, I don't think you need to be a rocket scientist just yeah. to work out what ways that these people... You can come in and sell and produce. Like like Brighton's model, I'm, I'm sick of going back to Brighton's model, but mm-hmm. ultimately it's probably the best out there if, if you're not in, in the scummy sex. So, you know, it's asset... Build asset, sell asset. Next one comes through, buy cheap, sell large. But and mm-hmm. I know that easy. But they're supposed to be specialists that can do this. Yeah. And if you're basically trying to, to show off a stadium, you're basically flashing yourself, flashing your privacy. Oh, this is what you can get. Where the rest is completely ward covered. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Except yep. that we are. We're an absolute fucking. We're basically a fucking skid mark in the underpants of the Premier League. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think you can describe it any better than that. Dumpers so so fast, like with the referees and everything, and God knows what. But they, they are desperate to get us out this league, and it, it's bad. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. You can't think as a, as a neutral that there isn't an agenda. It blows my mind. Well, obviously yeah, people aren't aren't as educated on it, but we're, if you're just go, going to push everything in the stadium again as an investor, I'd mm. be like, what am I buying? Yeah. And then obviously. People again we'll touch later, but people are coming to watch mm-hmm. this football team. You're looking saying, I am getting fuck all for these. Yeah, definitely, mate. Yeah. By the way, what what age is that guy? He can barely move. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Dwight McNeely, he's 21. We bought him <laughs> for 20 million. I thought he was 31. Right, okay. What about this guy in midfield? Well, he is 30, he's 32. And you know what? What's he on? 120 grand a week. What's the selling value? Yeah. Maybe realistically, three million. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, because he's probably three million, and he's uh, he he plays in the wing, and he's twenty one. Right, yeah. what about the centre forward injury ridden? If 
15, 20 million if we're like, and you see that through the group. Oh, but he's center half, he's good. Oh, he's just on loan. You know, you're just looking at it in crisis. Mm-hmm. Step in, anybody, please step in if you think I'm wrong in this and I'm just ranting and raving. No, but, spot on, which is exactly why he keeps doing the stadium. Ter- we even seen him yesterday with, you know, they came out with a post on the new stadium just yesterday, actually. So just to try and prove that point. Um, yeah. Roger, sorry, sorry, Greg. Um, no, I just want to come to Roger here and just go back to the whole Thelwell and, and the transfer situation mm. there. Um, mm. he, he says he's never proposed a single player for Hadmashiri. Mm. Um, mm. Do you buy that? No, of course not. It's not true. I mean, it isn't true. You, you know, he's he has, and he's you know he's had um, names suggested to him by Kia. He's yep. had players that he fancied himself mm-hmm. um he's that's how we ended up with three number tens yeah why we ended up with rooney and gilfie sigurdsson and davy classen yep. because we didn't have a joined up process mm-hmm. but here's the crazy thing here's the crazy thing you own the football club you're not just the majority shareholder you own the football club yeah um you do interfere in transfer dealings okay but you let someone else pick the manager yeah, madness. And 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 you know you should let Kevin Thelwell should have picked the manager. I think the jury's out as to whether Deitch was Kevin Thelwell's pick. I don't think he was. Mm-hmm. I think Deitch was was clearly Bill's pick. And yep. and Thelwell knows which side the bread is buttered for him, so he's gone with Ken Wright. Mm-hmm. We all know that the Elsa. I mean, I I cannot remember a managerial search at any other football club where a close of business last night it was evens each of two. Yeah, where where any football club has taken two candidates down to the final whistle, like they were mm-hmm. recruiting for, um, you know, chief executive of BP or whatever. Like a final um, that, of the X Factor. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I mean, it'd been a, maybe it could have been, um, you know, a, a TV poll and um, free <laughs> votes for everyone. Um, but but it's not been a robust process. It's been a complete shambles of a process. Mm. Um, it's not been a shortlist drawn up by Thurwell that they've reviewed and then they've decided who's the first choice and interviewed them. And if they offer him the job, he takes the job and that's how it works. And then you move on. What we're left with now is this situation that, that we've got Bielsa in the background, who apparently is offered to work with the under-21s yep. um, and would come in the summer but but and, and wouldn't have fear of working with us in the championship. Mm. And and so, you know, he's going to be living rent-free in Sean Dyche's head for, for the next six months. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's an extraordinarily badly handled situation. And the media briefing and the leaks from within the club to every source imaginable, from talk sport to the Daily Mail, the BBC, it's an, it's an absolute disgrace mm, that, that there is no uh, consistent message. And for him to sit in that interview and talk about unity and, and for him to suggest he'd never suggested a player, it's just fantasy, like most of yeah, what he said. Right. Yeah, it's just it's just complete delusion. Um, Andrew, he also says, we need a striker, we'll get one. Um, we need to strengthen the team, and I have no doubt the second half of the season will be stronger. He's saying that before we've even got anyone through the door. And obviously, it's now the 27th of January. If this was done a week ago, that's still far too late in the window to say that. Um, and he also, by then, he didn't have a clue which manager was going to be in the race for, for getting the job. So he's just he's just nuts, isn't he? Oh, yeah. No, it's it's insane. Because as Roger talked about that process, even if we were that deliberative and you had two managers down to the wire, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be those two. It wouldn't be two so diametrically opposed in style Absolutely. 
and philosophies. Uh, yeah. ideology. Like there's, there's no way you get those two. That's like saying, if you're Real Madrid, you want Pep or you want Diego Simeone. They're both around the same skill level, but mm-hmm. they have completely different ideas of what football is and what it should yeah. be. So that's crazy. Now, the striker thing, I am still of the opinion that no matter what striker we get in, if they don't get service, they're going to perform about as well as any of our others have. Yeah. Uh, Dom can be a top quality striker, a moderately limited skill set. He's not awful with his feet, but he needs service, and we've not mm-hmm. given him that. So yeah. I don't know if we signed, you know, uh, Giocaris or uh, fucking Holland. It doesn't matter. If they don't get passes in the final third, they're not mm. going to score. Yeah, of course. We, yeah, definitely. Um, and then we, we'll just. Yeah, I, I agree there, actually. Um, you've got to get a f- few people in, especially with Gordon leaving now. But um, just to close out that Mashiri interview, uh, Graham, he says the club is not for sale. And then, obviously, we hear about that article coming out that saying he's put the club up for sale. Um, what's he trying to do? Is he What on earth is, is his game? I I don't know. He, he's, he, is, uh, he is an enigma, isn't he? He mm. really is. Um, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Like he had Kaminsky's, apparently he was been sniffing around the last six months. Now apparently yeah. he's pulled out. He had Peter Kenyon had the consortium. Apparently Kaminsky was part of that. But you know, in regards to that stuff, you're not writing those stories for nothing because if there's absolutely zero truth in it, then you you can find yourself slapped with an injunction or something else. Or yeah, or they just because it can affect potentially there are other assets or something. I don't know. Yep. I just assume that, but um, yeah, he definitely wants out. The mm-hmm. problem is that people have came and seen that it's worthless and you know, it's worth more if he doesn't want to sell than it is if he does. Yeah. You know, you've seen that today with Gordon or this week with Gordon, you know, skipping train, whatever. And, and apparently it's dropped his value. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it's just bullshit really. To be absolutely honest, I, I, I can't think of a softer word for it. To be to be absolutely honest, but but just again on what you touched the Andrew there, just to uh, touch back on where we brought on a manager with a couple of days and, mm-hmm. and we have to try and get signings. It's fucking Groundhog Day. Yeah, we all we all met this time last year on Spaces. That's how this came about. Most people mm-hmm. who've listened to this, that's how they know it. And we were to say touching cloth would be a massive understatement in regards to this club. We were in spaces, there was people in tears, just waking up and, and straight on your phone, you know, while you work a day shift or a night shift and what's going on in a space and you were just, there was new stuff breaking every day and it was a horror show and we all thought it would never be that again. Yeah. One year later, near enough exactly, one year later, mm-hmm. and we were back in that boat and it's exactly the same the thing happening. A manager's yeah. coming in, a director of football where we don't know what he's doing, what he's allowed to do, how much, how how much of how much freedom that he actually has mm-hmm. to implement what he wants to do on the club. And ultimately, we're clamoring again for signings. Yeah. We've had to sell our homegrown. I'm not saying that word that they called them, you know. We've had to sell that boy where that asset just just to try and fund something again because yeah. Deli Alley and, and Van de Beek as well last year were absolute shit shoes. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. It's 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 absolutely. You imagine if a Wobie didn't show that form under Lampard, we were mm-hmm. well dead and buried. Yeah, and we left ourselves there again. You know, 
do you any I'll, I'll put this quite well roger you're, you're you're not muted so i'll ask do you honestly think that they know three players for each position that they need that they can try and get because i i assume i believe with profit and sustainability whatever you bring in you can you could spend three times that but you have to make it back within three years or something that seems to be the the uh the briefing of it on twitter correct me if i'm wrong but do you mm -hmm. believe that they have these guys out there that are going to come under this for that money really um no is the simple answer um i don't think there's a list you know because there's a requisition form that needs to be filled in by either the manager or the director of football and as of now we still don't have a manager yeah um so we it don't hasn't know been announced. It's madness. Has it still not been announced? Right, right. So, mm -hmm. so uh, no. And I, do you know what? I actually, Graham, I don't think money is the problem here. I think it's it's very straightforward. It's competence. Mm. Okay, we yeah. don't know who we want. We don't have anybody with the creative thought, the knowledge, the scouting network to identify Kukarelia, to identify Caicedo, yeah. to identify. These players that Brighton, Brentford and other clubs find for a pittance who in two years are worth five times that. We don't have the competence to identify. It's not that we don't have the money to pay for them. We don't have the competence. And um, I think at the club, and I think this was a real deficiency of Lampard, and I know this for having spoken to a, to a major national football journalist earlier in the week about him. Lampard was very, very anti-statistics. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, he was an old school guy who knew players that he wanted and didn't really care about stats. Yeah. Stats is the future. Stats is the present, right? And Everton is, as usual, rooted in the past. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure that we even have the stats and the analysis that we need on XG and on impacts that, that is widely now available and utilised by clubs throughout the division and in lower divisions. So I, I don't think we have the competence to identify the talent. We will be doing a mad supermarket sweep again yep. um in the last couple of days probably the last 12 hours of the window mm -hmm, yeah. uh, it'll be panic and everyone will see us coming um and by then you know we'll be really in desperate need of attacking talent you see why why am i bang on about giving these points away throwing them away the 12 points that we threw away normally you bring in an allardyce or a dyke because you go right keep it tight get a few nil nils get some clean sheets Get one or two draws, build momentum. Yeah, I've got news for you all. We don't need draws. We need wins. Mm -hmm. We need wins. And we need to score one, if not more, goals to win games. 100%. And uh, we don't have the capacity to do that. We're the second lowest scorer in the division. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got uh, injury-prone number nine, who is talented and can score if fed. We've got Mope, who should never have been signed. We've got Ellis Sims back from Sunderland, who we don't even give a kick to. And yeah. we've got Damari Gray, who scores one wonder goal in 15. Um, and, and that's about it. And we've lost Anthony Gordon. So where the goals are coming from, I, you know, forget it. I, I can't see how this is reparable, whether it's Daesh, whether it's Bielsa, whether it's Wayne Rooney, whether it's Allardyce, whether it's whoever who comes in until these people. I was talking to another good friend of mine earlier today, Mark Ellison, founder of mm -hmm. When Skies Are Grey, 35 yep. years of resistance to the club. Hats off to the When Skies Are Grey boys. And, and he said that obviously it doesn't matter who comes in because it doesn't matter until these people at the top of the football club leave because mm. the manager, the director of football, they won't have a free reign to do what 
is needed to be done. Yeah. And we might survive. We might just survive. I'm not sure how. I don't know who the three teams worse than us are. We might. Mm-hmm. But you know, next season we'll be back here again. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. If we don't go down this season, we sure as well next season, in my opinion. Um that's even if, you know, Deitch makes it that far. He might only make it six months if Mashiri's I, I fully believe he's still, as you said, Roger, he's, he's got now, he's now got Bielsa in the back of his mind and he's thinking, okay, actually this guy is willing to do this, this and this, provide all this research. Wow. He, he is one for his stats, Bielsa, and he, and he does do a lot of totally. research in that respect. So he, he's he's probably planted that seed now in the back of his mind. And um, if Dice does keep us up, who's to say that he won't go for, you know, Bielsa in the summer. But, but we'll just move on to some... Other news then, um, I'm getting sick of talking about Mashiri, to be honest, because he just annoys the hell out of me. He really does. Um, we start off with Dan Juma that happened earlier this week that was supposed to be announced as an Everton player on loan on Monday morning. Um, and Dan Juma, we heard the bobble talk on a space saying Dan Juma and his, and his agent um, were, you know, it was up to them to fill in the form and send it to the FA and get the job done. Uh, Roger, I'll come to you. Does that is that a slight on Dan Juma and his agent and his attitude, or is that a slight on the club not being able to close deals out? I think um, I listened to the space. I thought I thought the bobble spoke really well, very clearly, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and it was very helpful um, that that he gave that explanation. Um, I thought it was coming. I don't know why. It's just because I'm a fatalistic, negative, pessimistic Evertonian. <laughs> Um, until the players announced, I mean, Daesh hasn't been announced yet, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, I remember, I remember the Brazilian who we were signing, who uh, we promised to Muller, um, and and the press conference was all announced, and um, he was there with his family, and just before they were going to do the press conference, the agreement fell apart because he thought that his wages were net of tax, not gross of tax. Yeah, yeah. And um, so we, we we remember that story. Um, is it a slight on Dan Juma? Yeah, he should have behaved better, should have behaved more professionally, but the club should have got the thing nailed, should have done it. If he was our man, we should have got it done. Yeah. Um, is it Felwell's fault? Dunno. I mean, dunno, really. Don't really care because, frankly, are we attractive to Arno Dan Juma? Nah. Yeah. You know, we're kidding ourselves. Um, it was an accident waiting to happen because mm-hmm. we're unprofessional, because we don't get things finished. And maybe you can't blame Thelwell, uh, but, you know, there, there was so much chaos going on. Mm-hmm. The manager had been sacked. Had he been sacked? Did people know he'd been sacked? Don't really know. Um, if I was Dan Juma, I'd have got on the first train out of Lime Street as well. I really yeah, would. of course, yeah. Well, we even heard stories of Dan Juma saying to the Everton board, um, I'll join you on six months if it's not Moyes. Um, and apparently we agreed to that. Um, and then, you know, we find out that, you know, West Ham turned Dan Juma down previously to that because of of his um, his work ethic and his attitude and things like that. So we know Moyes does his research and obviously that the, the pieces are starting to fit together. But Graham, your your thoughts on the, the Dan Juma situation there and um, who's the bigger loss to Everton? Is it Dan Juma or Gordon? I think they're... That's a tough one. Um, I think they're both massive losses because we have nothing up top that what the two of them can bring when they're on form are losses to any club in our situation um yeah he, he didn't he didn't cover himself in any glory let's face it it's quite shitty what he done to be absolutely honest at the same time though the manager just gets sacked 
Yeah. You're, th- you're thinking to yourself, Jesus, yeah, I want to go there. Mm-hmm. They went and met a few of the players. I reckon their morale's low. God knows, because they were all, it seemed like Lampard was their mate mm-hmm. first, manager second. Yeah. Um, you know, you hear about the, the apparently he spoke to Decore, who apparently was one of the ones that was like uh, fighting back with Frank and arguing and causing some of the unrest. Yeah. So I think he, he, he probably just went in and says, nah. This is a melting pot, and when, his, when he got a sniff of Spurs Champions League, fair enough. But he's he would have played every single game for us. Mm-hmm. So, is it is it about games? Is it about vanity? Is it about what? What's it? Is it about just putting himself in the shop window? Yep. Who knows? He had the best opportunity to showcase what he could do for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Decided not to take it. Fuck him. He can he can stay there. To be honest, sorry to be so rude. I sort of washed my hands of it, and to be absolutely honest, as shocking as it was. What played out the rest of the week, it's probably the least of my Everton worries, to be absolutely honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd almost forgotten about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I'd almost forgotten about it after this, after the nonsense of the last 48 hours yeah. that we've been through with Bielsa and his suitcases and his interpreter at Heathrow <laughs> and Keir Jurapkin on, on, on Talk Sport and, and mm-hmm. this article this afternoon from the Daily Mail and Sean Dyche has got the job this morning, but it's still not announced. Why is it not announced? Why yeah. is it not announced? Mm-hmm. Um, there is. I'm still waiting. I'm still checking it, and we're just getting updates on the under 21. Roger, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if Bill Kenwright was letting us drag out the transfer deadline day. This club seemed to have this, this, this fucking mad, mad obsession with doing everything when all eyes are on Sky Sports News, even yeah. though everybody only watched it that one year where we get we where we got Gareth Barry, James mm. McCarthy, and and Romelu Lukaku. And apart from maybe Nick and uh, <laughs> Sainan uh Yelovich, it hasn't been very good for us. You know, yeah. but everyone just seemed yeah. to want to dominate this. But it, it was decent the first year that Jim White was on with a yellow tie, realistically, mm. until you realized that Jim White's a bit of an arsehole. <laughs> Man, no one really watches it, but for some reason, this club just think, no, I wouldn't be so. Well, no, he's not even on it anymore, but I wouldn't be su- surprised if Jim White just like suggest them and they're thinking, no, this is the time to do it. The, you know, the eyes of the world are watching, you know, get on and do it. It's pathetic. I honestly, I, and you know what? The stupid fucking dithering club are just going to sit and they're going to wait and think you know what no this is what we'll do we'll wait don't worry we'll get everything done you just have to submit your papers just like Dan Juma and we'll leave it till transfer deadline day and it's yeah. going to lift the fans and it's going to lift this unless you know these bastards keep doing it this and you know what's going to happen those fucking players aren't going to come we're going to be mm-hmm. left sending an Anthony Gardner <laughs> again on load on loan do you know what I mean yeah. we're going to be getting these fucking dross players because the ones that we're going for are being left I assume for deadline day I honestly would not put it past them what date is it today again it's the 27th or isn't mm-hmm. it 27th yeah what's four more days that's what all I can hear fucking amplifying from fucking Bill Ken right in my head and I apologize for the language I really do but that does that would that surprise any of you honestly would it not really it really wouldn't because um... they they did it this time last year. Yeah, they did, yeah. They left it and left it and got players that we did not need. They got players that we did not need and could not use. Mm-hmm. Van de Beek yeah. had one good game. Deli Alley had one good game. And no harm. They won half against uh, Crystal Palace, regardless of that outcome. Does mm-hmm. not give you... He's sitting... Let's not forget, he's in a massive contract. 
Yeah. You can't even get on playing in Turkey. I know it's it's we're, mental. Absolutely. We're, we're saying Tosin's playing, but he's mm-hmm. getting games. I'm sorry, it just it blows my mind. It fucking blows my mind. I'm sick it of everybody me, releasing everything except the club. I get that there's uh, crossing T's and dot nines, but if you really have to sort things out with coaches and stuff, mm-hmm. you can still announce it. Well, well, you've done what it with, with the Lampard sacking as well, um, Roger. I'll just just before we go, um, I just want to get your thoughts on the the Gordon transfer to Newcastle. Uh, obviously, we, we looks like we'll be getting forty million cash plus another five in add-ons. Um, and also, what's your thoughts on the Bielsa and Dyche situation in terms of who who is your pick? I feel sorry for Anthony, really. To be honest with you, even when he was playing well, I'm not sure I really rated him. But I think as a young kid coming through at Everton, we don't make it easy on on them. Um, feel sorry for him. Um, I hope he hope he does all right. Really, why would you wish ill on him? He's, mm-hmm. he's all right. I'm sure he wants the best. Yeah. Um, you know, he's gone to a manager there who oh, we couldn't possibly. Eddie Howe. What does he know? Mm. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, we turned our nose up at Eddie Howe a few times. Yeah. Nice one. Um, so I wish him well. Um, we got some money for him and we need it. <laughs> Boy, we need it. Yep. You know, um, because it is profit, all of its profit, and therefore can be spent. So he's kind of done us a favour. Um, Bielsa, Deitch. Bielsa was lunacy. I mean, absolute lunacy to get him to think he'd come in mid-season. It's complete madness. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, great. He would have livened them up and shouted at them and they would have been running up and down the sand dunes in Formby or wherever. And, uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, really? Murder ball? We'd have been... Oh, no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, it was lunacy. Deitch, the most unimaginative appointments. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's no. I would have given it to Rooney and people would laugh at me for that, but I would have given it to Rooney. I would have brought him in on three years, come and stay, Wayne. Bill would have to go after the kind of nonsense that was spread around when Rooney left for Manchester United, rather like Anthony Gordon leaving for Newcastle, almost saving the club, you know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'd have given it to Wayne because um, I think he's just about, he he would be able, would have been able to bring about the cultural reset that is required at the football club. He knows what's needed. And I know that Gerard's been a failure and Lampard's been a failure and a good mm-hmm. player doesn't make you a good manager. But but Wayne um, would be an asset. Um, and we are in a situation now where staying up is very, very difficult. And I think mm-hmm. it's more planning for next season than this season. And I hear people who say, oh, just get behind the team because we've got to stay up. We've got to stay up. We've got to stay up. Well, guess what? It's going to be tough. And we have to accept this awful possibility slash likelihood that we go down and we have to start planning for that um and i liked quite a bit of what wayne did and i think yeah. he's actually so much more intelligent than people give him credit for yeah. um i've got a lot of affection for him as an individual and mm-hmm. as, a, as a player and i'd have given it to him deitch is yes the sensible talk sport let's do a poll appointment but if you're looking for where will everton football club be in three years time in my opinion, both Bielsa and Rooney would have us in a better place than Dyche would in three years' time. That's an that's an interesting uh, thought, actually. Do, do you not feel like just just before we go, one last question? Uh, do you not feel like with Rooney, um, because I I praised Lampard when he first came in for having a backbone, um, but towards the end of his tenure at Everton, we saw that kind of fade. Um, do you not feel like Rooney would be under Ken Wright's wing almost a bit too much? Never, no way, no way. I don't think Wayne would come if Bill was there. 
I think Bill mm. would have to go. I think you'd get two for one. I, I really yeah. do. I, yeah. I really do. Um, I, I think um, you talk about Frank having a backbone. I, I, I didn't see any of it in the time he was here, and I was a massive advocate. You know, mm. far, far, far too quickly he cozied up to the board. I mean, yeah. it was a ridiculous thing to do when he had this opportunity to get together with the fans. And I know many of the fans who met him and kind of told him how it really was, and he was going, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. And he's dancing with Tony Bellew in the director's box. You know, yeah. come on, yeah. Frank. Mm-hmm. The people, you should have been on the pitch with the people, right? You should have been on the pitch with the people, not up in the director's box. Yeah, you got probably. that wrong. Yeah. Because he's a bit of a corporate guy and he's a bit of a nice guy. And, and actually, you know, he was used to playing with brilliant players. And one of his frustrations was his players were nowhere near as good as he was and his colleagues were. And he couldn't get through to them. Yeah. And he couldn't make a silk purse from a sow's ear. And he'd been playing with silk purses his whole life. And mm-hmm. I feel sorry for him. Yeah. But I think Wayne has a lot more recognition of his roots and where he come from. And uh, I think I, I think Wayne would do a better job. I, I may be a deluded romantic, but um, <laughs> there, there weren't many choices out there. You know, I mean, I think Wolves have mm. made a good choice with Lopetegui. And then you've got Emery going in at Aston Villa. Yep. And you know, Deserby going in at Brighton. These people have made good, sensible appointments. Not one of them had a sniff around Sean Dyche. There's got to be a yeah. reason for that. Of course, me, yeah. yeah. Yesterday's man, we wish him well. We have yep. to get behind him. Well, we have to get behind the team. And, and and final thought for me is that it is still possible not to like the manager or the players, but still yep. get behind the team. And you yep. are allowed to say he's not my manager. I don't I don't really want him as manager, but he's here. We accept him. Mm-hmm. And we'll support the team just like we will because we want Everton to win every game of football. But it is yep. possible you know, you, that, that there is a grey area. And the problem with this club at the moment is that there don't seem to be grey areas. You're either in one camp or the other. Mm-hmm. And it's hugely divisive, and and I fear for I fear for our future, short term and bloody long term. To be honest, yeah, no, you, very well, very very well said there. Um, and I don't think we are as uh, divided as well. This is it's just it's just a complete mess, you know. And it's probably going to get worse, in my opinion. Um, as I said, yeah. I feel like it's going to come to a head. But Roger, listen, thank you so much for being on the show, mate. I really you. appreciate your time. It's a pleasure. I really enjoyed it, guys. I mean, I suppose it's up the toffees because it's always up the toffees, but God knows, let's hope that next week is a little calmer than this one. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. It's on the Arsenal. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. We've got a great record against Arsenal. In the early <laughs> kickoff, we do great things. They haven't won a Goodison since 2017. We're there the we favourite. <laughs> yeah, Roger, thank you so much again. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll get you on again if, you, if you're up for that. So, yeah, thank you. No worries. Cheers, guys. Yeah, so um, that's been the show. Obviously, we there's still a lot to talk about because there always is with Everson. Um, but no doubt we'll be back with more. Obviously, Dice hasn't even been officially announced yet, so we'll we'll get back when when that is official. Um, and you'll get our thoughts on his appointments versus Bielsa and a couple of other names that have been mentioned, David Ancelotti as well. But yeah, Roger, Andrew, Graham, thank you for joining me, and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Now it's time for a quick word about our sponsor, Manscaped. Big thank you to the guys over at manscaped.com for sending some products for us to check out. Manscaped are the best in the business when it comes to men's below the waist grooming products. I can tell you from my own personal experience, I've used it on my beard actually, and I'm blown away by how cool and how good this lawnmower 4.0 is. You really do make precision engineered tools for your family jewels. And it basically looks like an F117 stealth bomber for your balls. It looks that good and comes with its own little wireless charging stand, which looks like something Batman would use. So yeah, it's pretty sick. 
The Performance Package 4.0 has arrived and it's a game changer. Inside you'll find a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker for your ears and nose, crop reserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxes and the travel bag to hold all that good stuff. The ball deodorant especially guys is an absolute game changer by the way, you need it, trust me. The lawnmower 4.0 is the future of grooming and it's waterproof. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave. The performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker nose and ear, and ear trimmer. And the weed bucket is also waterproof and also has manscaped skin safe technology as well which helps reduce nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate nose holes. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped box, Boxes and Travel Bag. It's time to take care of yourself, so join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer for you, get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code EAW20 at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Aren't We podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with your blue friends and family, and maybe even Evertonians you just meet in the street. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us. You can always catch us on Twitter by searching EAW Podcast. And if you've anything else you'd like to discuss, you can reach us via email at the EAW Podcast at gmail.com.